0: I'll tell you what, there are a couple things we can confide and confess, because this is American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beam-a-dow! We're back! Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 78 of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston.
1: And my name is Jesse Titus. And I hope your life is going well.
0: I hope your life is going well also. What your day. If not,
1: uh, you know... Maybe your month's going well,
0: that would be superb. Maybe your month's going bad. And maybe your day is going better now. Yeah, hopefully this will cheer you up. (laughs) And if you're already happy, hopefully this will just continue that streak of being cheered up. Yeah. Yeah, We'll, we'll just... Make it a better streak, I guess. <laughs> a longer streak, I believe, is is the well, what you're looking sh- for there. Streak it up, but just we will streak. not go streaking. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Um, this is a <laughs> podcast about beer and music. Two of the like, best yeah, things is. in one place. Two of the best things in the
1: world. Yeah,
0: typically, we review two different albums and two different beers, but this is a one-off episode in which we review one album and one beer. Oh. <laughs> uh, on this very special episode of american Brews and tunes one-off style we'll be reviewing blink 182's neighborhoods oh oh oh, oh. the crowd goes wild or the crowd goes yeah. goes war- lukewarm for this album <laughs> lukewarm yeah
1: it wasn't well received right it was mixed it it had some
0: it had some stuff I, mean, I remember when it came
1: out it came out in 2011 right heck yeah it did we were in college then yeah, but, and uh, I remember when you got it, and we listened to it, and I was like, oh, "It was a great album. I like this." Same as but yeah, you know, but it had a, it had
0: its reviews and whatnot. What,
1: were people like, "It's too dancey"?
0: No, nah, people, people said like, people people had a lot of critiques, but. We'll touch upon that in a minute. Before okay. we get there, let's touch upon the beer, shall we? We shall. Now I know it's been a minute since we re- reviewed any brews from Stone Brewing. It's been a long time, uh, and we love we love Stone. We used to love them, and we still do. Yeah, used. To, I shouldn't say use we used love to Stone. love them implies that we don't anymore. We used to love Stone, and, and we, nothing's changed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, we used to review a lot of their beers on the podcast, and then we kind of ventured out. But we we're did, gonna, yeah. Let's go full circle and bring it back. Alright. Um, not only have we reviewed Plenty of Stones, but we have reviewed a Enjoy By before. Yes. Uh you reviewed it in particular. It was the yeah, chocolate was the... Cherry Christmas edition, I believe it was. Yeah, it was a really strange idea, right? Like you
1: whenever you think of the Enjoy Buy IPA from Stone, you think of like a really nice West Coast style IPA, like really piney, really like, like a nice citrus yeah. and whatnot. You don't really think cherry chocolate. Yeah, but you so don't that's think cherry Garcia. And no, that was, that's, that's the, uh, what the Ben and & and Jerry's, Jerry's flavors, right? Delicious cherry and chocolate. Yeah, based off of Jerry Garcia. Um, RIP. I'll bet you any money that whenever we did that episode, I'm pretty sure we talked about uh that one candy. The cherry the, uh, cordial, yeah. cherry cordials. Cor- yeah, cherry Heck cordials. Yeah, we did. Delicious. And that, or if overly I remember sweet, correctly depending on how you is, think. That is that's like exactly what the beer
0: tasted like with some with hops. hops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. Um but this time we we're having the Enjoy By unfiltered IPA and it yeah. has uh, an American flag Around the can, why patriotic? For because it's the Fourth yeah. of July version. Enjoy before July Fourth, not before twenty nineteen. Buy enjoy by. Well, I guess seven you four can nineteen. Enjoy it on the fourth. Uh, so I think we've said it before on the podcast, but the Enjoy Buy series is a delicious West Coast West Coast super fresh IPA, and they brew it and distribute it so that it gets to the shelves really quick, and then it has an expiration date printed on the front. So yeah. you're supposed to have it before then, just so you what get the best idea. tasting beer. Also, just a great
1: idea to move product.
0: Oh, yeah, obviously. That's that's a a very (laughs) good reason, but it's a delicious beer nonetheless. Um, Let me read the description on Untapped for this specific version, shall I? Okay. It says, For this version of Stone Enjoyed by IPA, we thought, why don't we have a... Why don't we, why don't, (laughs) let me restart (laughs) this. We don't always have a filter, so why should our beer? Oh my (laughs) god! By skipping a step and letting this devastatingly fresh, golden-hued, double IPA go unfiltered, the beer takes on a hazy appearance, and its peach and tropical fruit hop aroma are intensified. Interesting. So, though it may seem like it, this missed step was no misstep. Oh, I mean, like other IPAs like, in the series, this version is brewed specifically
1: not to last. Do breweries ever just accidentally like, leave their beer unfiltered? Maybe. They're like, oops, we forgot to filter it. Or, or maybe. can it anyway. Maybe
0: their schedule got a little
1: messed up the, and they had to maybe rush, rush the process. Yeah.
0: Let's say we give these a cracker. Or in the as pour. the
1: Europeans would say, process. Process? Maybe we rushed the process. processional? Process.
0: Anyway, yeah. let's try this beer from Stone. Yeah. I'm ready to enjoy this. By the end of the podcast at least. Heck yeah, dude. Now, in pouring this, I can confirm that it is a nice golden hued double IPA. It's definitely golden. It's not as hazy as some of the uh the New England style IPAs that we have a little bit more regularly. Well, I don't think it's supposed to be hazy. No. I mean they said it's hazy meant to in be the description. Slightly hazy. But I'm expecting there to be some sediment. That's where I think the unfiltered will come into play.
1: Yeah, I definitely see how they they're saying it's it's definitely slightly hazy. You can definitely see through it, but it's not like you're looking through a lager. Yeah, you're not looking through a glass. Yeah, you're not looking through a magnifying
0: glass. What do you think of that delicious aroma? Oh, I didn't even smell it. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, it smells like a, a West Coast-style IPA. Yeah. I'm it smells no piney.
1: Complaints. I can definitely tell that there's a fruity note, so I'm hoping that the peach comes through, but not too much.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'll be surprised if there's... Well, maybe there is peach in there, but I always, uh, I what I remember is there's always just a nice citrusiness from this one. So yeah, I'm hoping that there's some good peach in here. Yeah, we'll see. Shall we give it a taste and find out? Yes, as we always say on American Brews and Tunes, and as you should say as well with us, cheer, people, peep uh, clank the glass and down the hatch. Uh, oh, there's the burp <laughs> and burp the burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is delicious. Mm. I'm really liking that. Um, again, I don't know if it's... The, maybe it, a peachiness to it. There's definitely a citrusiness to it. I can kind of see where they're getting the peachiness from.
1: Not up front, but you can get it. It kind of has like the uh, the, the citrus note is rounded. Yeah. It kind of like has a, like a slightly round more peach. sweet. Yeah, like <laughs> a round peach. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first thing that I taste with this beer is just like a huge punch of hops. Yeah. It's immediately on the palate. I wouldn't call it a hop
0: slam. <laughs> I know But it's a slam of hops Yeah And it's, it's not a, a palate wrecker But it is a palate puncher <laughs> 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 I mean, Either way, this is a really good beer Yeah, uh, I- I'm enjoying it so far The first sip was great yeah, um, It clocks in at 9.4% alcohol by volume And has an uh, international bitter unit of 94 Oh, so that's where I'm getting that Potent, okay. yeah, potent and hoppy it. I see. But they they really balanced it out with the with the malts here, not enough yeah. to make it seem like a multi IPA, which yeah. which is good. Seems, I'm not always the biggest fan of those malts. It just has IPAs. a much
1: thicker mouthfeel. Yeah, and it's than it's just, your normal West Coast style IPA.
0: It's aggressive but well balanced and delicious. Yep, I'm enjoying this
1: without a doubt. That is a stone IPA though, because you can you can always tell breweries have distinctive tastes, and after you drink them for a while. Uh, you can definitely tell, like, oh, that tastes like a, a bearded Irish beer. Oh, that tastes like a stone beer. Yeah, I can, and pick you up you can definitely tell that this is a stone beer. Oh, for sure. It's great. Now, the interesting thing would would, would be to have a couple of different uh, breweries, like, there are versions of IPAs mm-hmm. in front of us and do a blind taste test. That would be fun. To be like, ooh, can you pick out the brewery? Can you pick out the brewery? I thought
0: we'd be able to for certain ones
1: without knowing. Yeah. Like, It'd be interesting to do to do like similar flavors. Or not similar flavors, but similar styles. Similar styles, yeah. But just Maybe get, we'll do that sometime on an Instagram story.
0: That'd be fun. Let's do it. Do it. Lars. Anyways, uh, shall uh, we dive ooh. into the album? Shall we get
1: back into the album? Yes.
0: Yes. Let's get back into the album. So That's track number one. Like my two neighborhoods. This came out in 2011. Yes. It was their sixth studio album really yes and it's their first after having been broken up for nearly four years
1: oh that's why it's only six i was like surely they've put out more than six up to this point they have not no okay
0: um and even though they were broken up for four years this was their first album to come out and i think it's 2011 six or seven years because 2001 what was the album before this 2003 so that's eight years uh, There was an eight-year gap between the Untitled record and this one. Oh, Untitled was 2003?
1: Yes. Oh, I thought that was 2001. No, that was Take Off Your Pants and jacket. Oh, the one that I have not listened to very much.
0: This is the first of their albums since Dude Ranch to not be produced by Jerry Finn. Oh. Uh, Jerry Finn had passed away suddenly. Right. um, Which was one of the events that got Blink-182 to regroup. That uh, Another one was the plane crash and Mm. near-death experience for Travis Barker. um, And a couple other small things here and there, but that uh, Mm. that helped get them back together. Neighborhoods took them about two years to record. Um, Really? Yeah, and it was a weird, tedious project because they recorded and wrote in different studios, and there weren't too many times where they were in the same rooms. Really? Yeah, because they were... I think um, Mark and Travis lived in LA, and Tom was in San Diego, so they're hours apart huh. and trying to live their own lives while put this album together. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. is, I can't imagine that that's very easy. Um, and that was one of the critics' biggest complaints: is that there's a disjointedness to the sound and the tone on the record.
1: Yeah, I could, uh, I could definitely see that. Um, but I honestly don't really have a problem. Oh with yeah, that. I, I, I definitely see it, but I like it. Yeah, I, I think, think it's it, kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's that's some nice. variety, I think. I mean, um, there's not going to be the same people in a neighborhood.
0: No, that's that's the going to be thing. different houses. I think that's what they said when they were picking the name neighborhoods, that a it, neighborhood's be, comprised of all, be all kinds diversity. of different things brought together. So that's I think
1: there you go. That's this. I mean, yeah, it kind of seemed like, because was this after Angels and Airwaves?
0: Yes, Angels okay. and Airways had already started. Plus 44 had happened. Yeah. Um, Travis was doing all kinds of rap and other side projects and whatnot. Yeah, so they're like,
1: they've all branched out in their own musical style, too.
0: Yeah, and they got back together and, and had some new stuff to offer instead of just being experienced with Blink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they grew, came back together, and made this. Um, fun note this came out the same day as Switchfoot's Vice Versus. Oh, September 27th. It did. Awesome, because uh, Jesse was really excited for that, and I was really excited for Blink and Two's neighborhoods. So we're like, "Let's go, oh, to Best. yeah! Let's go to Best Buy and buy the new CDs." Yeah, back in uh, <laughs> back what in was that sophomore year, or freshman sophomore year, or college sophomore when we year. still had the, lo- the the high voices. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to Best Buy. They're, oh yeah, it's gonna be great. They're gonna sell CDs here
1: forever. <laughs> <laughs> CDs will never not be a thing.
0: <laughs> oh, how wrong was I? We, we still wrong. both buy CDs though. Not at Best Buy true not, oh does
1: best do best buy does best buy just not have cds anymore discontinued them at best buy is target like one of the only places that has cds
0: now you can get them at walmart too um and obviously like Probably local like shops bookstores yeah like barnes and noble and stuff like that but they're shrinking it. like like the walmart section and the target section have both shrunk drastically i went to target and bought the new raconteurs album so you can still get them I still have to listen to that, listen to that too. Really good.
1: Um, I guess that'll make like record stores that have a CD section a lot more popular. Yeah. For you people who like CDs.
0: CDs. Or used CD stores or whatever you want
1: to. I mean, th- I don't think they'll ever go out of style, right? Because people will always collect them. Yeah. Maybe less. But it's going to be a lot less. Yeah. Because, I mean, like a lot of people still collect tapes now. Mm-hmm. For Anyways. For those who know
0: what tapes are. Shall we delve into uh, track by track? Yeah. I don't have any ratings because for Blink One and Two I think they're all great, but I will, however, give my three recommendations an honorable mention. If you're just looking for a couple tracks to pick out, pick those ones. Yes. Otherwise, listen to the whole thing. Sounds good, man. Jumping in, the first song is called "Ghosts on the Dance Floor" and is my first recommendation. Ghosts on the dance floor. I believe it.
1: Um. Yeah, I think this is a good one to recommend. Yeah, and I think it's Uh, a great. It kind of gives. Yeah, it gives an idea. Of what the album's gonna sound like, kind of. Yeah, it, it shows um, that their sounds progressed a little bit. Yeah, and you can definitely tell there's a song written by Tom DeLong. Yeah. Uh, it's more dancey. Um, or a little more s- synthy. Yeah, yeah. S- Some and, and synths come in. One of the first things that I noticed was that Travis is playing a straight beat, like really <laughs> straight. <laughs> like, you know, in, like in <laughs> punk, you <laughs> sometimes have. <laughs> but in this, he's playing just. Four on the, four to the floor, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Or the kick drum is hitting one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. So like that's one of the big things that I realized right away from, with this song. Yeah. Is that you can definitely tell. That yeah. It's a way different feel, and they meant it to be like that.
0: Agreed. Um,
1: but I like it though. Good song.
0: Lyrically, um, it's kind of about a, a, a loved one or someone you really care about who's passed away. Yeah. Um, seeing their ghosts or whatever, and how it hurts. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a similar theme to "I'm Lost Without You," the final track on, uh, the Untitled record. I'm lost without you. I read somewhere that they're like this is the companion to that track. And I wouldn't say it's a companion, but it's a similar theme. You could yeah, say. I could definitely see the similar. Yeah. thing. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but, um, it could be argued that this was a response to, either the Jerry Finn death, or the uh, the Jerry Finn. <laughs> or <the laughs> no, not to say Jerry Finn twice, either the Jerry Finn or the DJ AM death. Oh, is um, that what... he was on Travis Barker's plane with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he actually survived the plane crash. There was a couple of people on board who didn't survive, um, but DJ AM, who previously had drug problems, got re addicted to pain pills and then had an accidental overdose. Yes, um, and, and so it could be a reference to either of those two, or it could just be. In general, it's no one really knows for sure. But I, I read somewhere that Travis, after listening to this song, like it just really touched him about like, and he was thinking about DJ A. and he like huh. caught up Tom and was like telling him how affected he was by this song. Interesting. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So either
1: way, but it's probably just about both of them and in general yeah. about that feeling of losing someone that's really important to you.
0: Yeah. Great song though. Super catchy. Yeah. Let's move on. Track number two is called "Natives," where they pick up the speed. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely do. I was listening to an uh, audio commentary from Mark Hoppus. He was talking about how they love this drum beat from Travis at the beginning, but he had a hard time following it because the snare hit is on the and of four and the and of one. It's like... I think it's fairly easy to follow, but if you're listening for the snare hit specifically, then it will throw you off. Yeah, for sure. But it's a really cool beat, and I think when the guitar comes in, it's like that classic Tom DeLonge pick like doing all the pull-offs on the high e string yeah it's like sounds cool but it's easier than it sounds yeah right, he does right, that yeah. all the time kind of like dump weed or anything like that it's a mm-hmm. what i would call a classic tom de style um this song unlike the last track you finally get uh, a little bit of the back and forth vocals between mark and and uh tom tom does the, mm-hmm. the verses mark does the chorus um lyrically i'm not really sure what it's about I've, i read some things that some people's ideas and I don't know. Who of knows? Of you can you can interpret it however you want. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a classic Blink song. It's fun. It's a, yeah, I a agree. fun fast song. It's just really good. Mm-hmm. Moving on to track number three, which is called "Up All Night," oh, which yeah. is my second recommendation. I would
1: definitely recommend this one as well. Yeah. This, this was, is a uh, Mark Mark song, right?
0: Uh, both song. Both song. Yeah, it was a co written song.
1: It oh. seems like more like a Mark song though.
0: Well, musically. Musically, the do 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 guitar line was written by Tom mm-hmm. during the untitled recording sessions. Oh, If you watch any of those behind-the-scenes okay. videos, which you can find on YouTube, you can find him playing this on the acoustic guitar. Oh, you're like, okay. You're like, what is this song? I've never heard it. And then all of a sudden, it pops up on Neighborhoods. You're like, oh, cool. That um, makes sense, because that definitely
1: sounds like it's more from... From the untitled.
0: Yeah, and it, it fits there. Until it gets to the verses, mm-hmm. when there's the synth and the, the I don't know if there's a phasey guitar, but there's something. And then you get the lines traded off between Mark and Tom on the chorus. Yeah. And then the spacey, slower verse. Yeah. Um, switch that, the slower, spacey chorus. Chorus. Uh, one of my favorite parts on this song, other than the whole song in general, is yeah. <laughs> the outro when the drums don't they don't go to halftime they like go to quarter time yeah he hits like uh he hits a snare and then it goes to halftime okay. then like regular time then double it, it and then they just like speed it up and it's just it's a really cool outro how travis does it on the drums
1: yeah he essentially like it's like a slow uh four four and he hits a snare on the, the three of every measure mm-hmm. and then it speeds up a little bit and he hits on the two and four of, of every measure and then, and then, do, then it do, speeds up, do, and he hits on, on every single do, 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 do. beat of every measure, and then eight times, I guess. Yeah, he just
0: he goes absurd on the drums, and it's so yeah. cool. This uh, song is about the inner demons. Yes, uh, it can, that can be all kinds of things, whether it's personal struggles, death. I, I'll. Uh, you know, it's just the the demons will keep you up all night.
1: Yeah, I, I really like uh, the idea of this song. I really, I really like uh, the lyrics of this song, mm-hmm. uh, particularly one lyric on. Uh, one of uh, Mark's verses where he says, everyone raises kids in a world that changes life to a bitter game. Oh, that's a good one. And then everyone works and fights. Stays um, up all night. Everyone lives to tell the tale of how we die alone one day. I like the line about the the crown. It's like, Yeah, the, where that crown... Everyone's crown to wear is a something... Everyone's cross Everyone's to bear is a crown to bear. wear on yeah. endless
0: holiday. Yeah. So you're supposed to, like a holiday, you're supposed to be having a good old time, but you're bearing your cross through a crown, some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of a an interesting, like, subject matter for a, a punk band again. But yeah. that's what Blink has shown in the past that they write about very serious stuff. Yeah. As not, well as very, silly not in things. their early stuff, but
0: as, ver- as well as very silly things. Yeah. Not on this album, though. No silly no. stuff, really. Moving on to track number four, which is called After Midnight. After Midnight, Taco Bell is still open. (laughs) But that's not what they talk about. Uh, That's just what I think about. Um, This was another single. Um, Up All Night was the first single. Okay. And speaking of Up All Night... When that came out, like, that came out a couple months before they, they released the CD. I downloaded that. Oh, man. I played that thing to death. Yeah. There was one time I think I ran between three and four miles with that song on repeat the whole way. I repeat the entire time. <laughs> I was just so excited. I was like, there's new Blink. Hooray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. You were very excited oh, about yeah. that album. But After Midnight also came up before the, the album was released. Um, a lot different from Up All Night. It's a slower song. Um, kind of written around that drum beat that Travis did with that... Where he does that really cool little run on the the hi hats, kind of dancey, um, and then you get the angels and airwavesy guitar over top of that. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. Mark and Tom wrote the chorus and verse separately, like they like to do all the time. They do that a, a lot, right? Uh, and they fit together really well. It's kind of about a love between two people who are troubled. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen the music video, it makes a lot of sense. It's these two people who are. Um, in love but they're both at a like a um what, what's the word for a, it? a mental time?
1: hospital? Oh, mental hospital.
0: And they escape and just kind of have a good time and then come back after midnight or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> When I was working at the binder factory, literally making three-ring binders, yeah, what a terrible job. But anyways, <laughs> um, they played a top forty station every once in a while, and this song was on there. That song, oh really? It was like the only good thing about that job. Was like, <laughs> All right, Blink One Eight Two. I've got three minutes of joy, and then back to <laughs> and then back to making back to binders. misery. Yeah, <laughs> but I like that song. It's a good one. Moving on to Snake Charmer oh um, this is a bonus track technically because technically we're huh? we're reviewing the deluxe edition which has oh so this wasn't in the the original one correct even though they released them both at the same
1: That's time it's so weird because normally they like you have the deluxe tracks
0: at the end of the album yeah on this one they just did different sequencing which is interesting interesting yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool though i like um, it but snake charmer was a bonus track technically um and it was also originally titled genesis Makes sense. Uh, biblically speaking, the songs about Adam and Eve, which was in yeah. the book of Genesis, yeah, um, like up all night. The guitar parts came from the untitled recording section, like that okay. heavy part that Makes that sense. comes in yeah, at the beginning, yeah. um, and then they just brought it back for this. Um, the song's kind of really interesting during the verse, like the the sound. Yeah, it's very interesting musically speaking. It's like a little ominous sounding. Yeah, um, but the outro has a really cool groove on the drums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's, it's, you just gotta listen to, to hear the groove, but it's it's a cool song. I like it. Yeah. Uh, moving on to track number six, which is also a bonus track. It's called okay, Heart, "Heart's All Gone" interlude. I was gonna say we definitely definitely don't do not need that
1: song on yeah. there, in my opinion. Oh, I like it because I mean I like it the too, way that it leads into the the next track. It segues. Yeah, into but it. don't be a hypocrite, Steve. There have been so many other tracks that were just leading into the next song, and you've been like, "That's unnecessary."
0: Yeah, but this one builds upon that one. In a nice way. And plus, I like everything that Blink Away 2 does. Steve, I'll be here being hypocritical, guys. We're all hypocrites. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's human nature. Uh, But anyways, uh, Mark Hoppus was writing Heart's All Gone, and he couldn't decide whether he wanted it to be like a fast punk song or a slow song. So he wrote both. And the interlude is what the slow song would have been like. Would have been like, okay. Yeah, and so they just put it at the beginning. It's cool to hear, and it segues into track number seven, which is the actual Heart's All Gone. Oh, yeah. And it's my third recommendation. Fantastic song. Um, this also came out before the record came out, um, but it wasn't really... A, I don't know if they released it as a single. I think they just put it out saying, here's another song. Cool. Uh, and when I heard it, I was like, oh, yes, Palka yeah, Rock. all
1: gone.
0: This was the fastest song they put out, I think, since send something off to take off your pants and jacket so it was it was awesome having like a fast
1: <laughs> <punk> <laughs>
0: <riff>. <laughs> like the drums go insane the guitars are heavy yeah. um some of the more aggre- like aggressive vocals that you get out of mark in general because yeah. he, he's not always a aggressive guy uh but it sounds like it on this one yeah he definitely does which yeah. I, r- I really really like yeah i think this is well i don't think i'm, I'm fairly certain that this song's about a relationship that went toxic someone who's yeah. not the same as they were before Um, The the lyrics on the chorus. But but the the start's start's all all wrong. wrong. You said you spoke from your heart, but your heart's all gone. Yeah, Yeah, your
1: heart's all gone. Angry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Travis goes to town. That's all I got to say. He does. does. It's awesome. It's a great, great, fast song to pick up the album. Um, And then we move on to track number eight, which is called Wishing Well. uh, A Tom song. Definitely. Definitely a Tom song. But I really like this one. Uh, It's very poppy. Yes, it is uh, one of the more poppy <laughs> songs on the album, um, but it's not the. Went to the, a wishing well. It's kind
1: of not very. It's kind of a sad song, though. Yeah,
0: it's because it, he's talks about like, I went to wishing well, but it sank to the ocean floor. It sank to the ocean uh, floor. I reached for a shooting star, it burned a hole through my hand. Yeah, so it's like like he's trying like to get all these things for all hope. His...
1: Like his hopes and dreams, but it crashes and burns anyone. and yeah
0: and drags you through the bottom of the ocean. So it's it's yeah. not the happiest sounding isn't
1: this, thing. Isn't this the uh the song where he goes la da 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 da, da. Yes, la da 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 da, da. Super <laughs> Angels and Airwaves? I, never really because liked
0: that. I love that part. Um there's a song, <laughs> it's not bad, but I'm on an not partial and Airwaves, to it. On um on I Empire I Empire the Angels and Airways record, there's a song called Sirens. Mm-hmm with a lot of la da 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 das also, and I love that song too, and you'll hate it when I inevitably recommend that record for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, moving on to track number nine, it's called Kaleidoscope, and this is my honorable mention. I mean, at least he's not doing woes. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh. <laughs> well, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> they saved that for California, the liquid like, two albums. Yeah, yeah. But Kaleidoscope is a really cool song. Um, my favorite part in this is the syncopated drums. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that. And then on the second verse, the drums switch up to have like a double time on the hi hats. And they switch it up. It's just a really, really cool sounding song. Um Mark said that the song's kind of about like being in that slacker mentality in 2011. I mean, now that's kind of old, but at the time, that's just kind of his his thing kind of saying, like, I want to do whatever I want to do. I don't want to go to work. Yeah. (laughs) Stop, stop draining the color out of my scene. Aren't we? Um,
1: Don't we all just want to not go to work ever? Yeah,
0: But it's a great song. I really like this song. It's really, really cool sounding. Yeah. I like it a lot too. Um, Moving on to track number 10. Yes. The song is called, This Is Home. Um, Another catchy Tom song. Uh, I don't really think this one stands out too terribly much. No. Um, but and it's definitely not the deepest song. so good though. Um, I think this is about just letting go and having fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I I I I hope do you wanna let go? Oh 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 oh. Cause this <laughs> is home. That's the whole chorus. Yeah. Um, I, I I I. It's a very very simple I, song, I, but I, I like hope. it. Yeah. Good. Moving on to track number eleven, which is called MH Four Eighteen Two Zero One One. Yeah, you mean Mark Hoppus, um, April 18th, 18th, 2011? 2011, Yeah, Yeah, so that's the file name that was given for the recording itself. Probably the date he wrote it, or the date it was recorded or something. Um, Tom suggested that they keep that as a title because he thought it sounded like some kind of virus. (laughs) (laughs) I could see that. Um, But this song's not necessarily about viruses, per se, but who knows. Um, Is it really about anything? Yeah, I'd say so. Mark said he got the inspiration from this one. He was like driving... Down the highway somewhere in in uh, L.A. or not the highway, but he was stopped at a stoplight and a a, uh, a helicopter flew over in front of his car and he saw the shadow like go on the ground and, and he thought about being in countries which I think he said like war torn countries where mm. they have to live with with helicopters all the time. That makes sense. And yeah. so living in that kind of situation, so th- there's some dark imagery in this song. Yeah, Interesting, um, but it, it, it sounds, sounds really happy. happy and catchy though. Um, like there's one one line where he's like line them all up before they get the chair or something i can't remember the specific line but it's something like that and that's kind of like oh the electric chair yeah like this is dark yeah there's there's a lot of dark stuff in this but it sounds really happy
1: hold on the worst is yet to come save your money for hired guns Nothing takes root in this bitter soil. soil. Great song though, I like it. In the shadow of a helicopter. Um, We're gonna track number twelve.
0: Yeah, this song is called "Love Is Dangerous," and this is where Ah. the regular album would have ended. Okay, yeah, Um, yeah. This is uh, a little bit slower and less poppy than some of the other ones. Um, It's not very happy sounding. But I think it's super cool on the verses because Mark and Tom sing together mm. and they double the melody line. So they're mm. not doing harmonies. They're just doubling that line. And the timbre in their voices is so different that it just it sounds really cool because Mark sounds real deep and Tom sounds like he sings higher. Yeah, uh, And it just sounds cool hearing them sing the exact same line. Mm. Um, I, I think that's my favorite part of this song, um, other than the fact that it's catchy. Um, sounds like it's about a failed relationship, I would say, about love. Love is dangerous, obviously. Yeah. Um, you're going to get hurt at some point love, in time.
1: Love, love is so
0: dangerous. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Yeah,
1: but he really pronounces that S. Yeah, this Love has is a, dangerous.
0: This and pretty much every song on this album has the classic Blink-182 bridge, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, pretty much, where it's just instrumental. It's so just a musical
0: part, no lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's there's no problems with that. Um, track number 13, which is a bonus track, is called "Fight on the Gravity. And I'd say this is probably the, the biggest the wild gravity. card on the album. Hmm, yeah um it's like slow and ominous but like heavy and booming at the same time
1: yeah it's a really interesting sound
0: like aggressive rhythms to this slow song Mm -hmm. um do you know what it's about Mm, fighting with gravity yeah well fighting with reality mark said like at some party back in the day in la someone put something in his drink Oh, really? And he like thought he was dying. Ooh. And so if you listen to the lyrics with that in mind, yeah. it really, really makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that makes the song a lot darker. Because <laughs> um, before, when you think about it, it doesn't really hold hold that weight. But then when you know about him like sitting on a couch, not knowing what's going on oh, and yeah. having all those feelings going I mean, on. Even
1: like the first line where he says, This air is too thick to
0: breathe, so just drive. Yeah, this makes no sense. This makes no sense. This makes no, no sense. sense. This makes no sense. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Travis had a fun something's time with this one of the rhythms.
1: Blood, something's in my brain.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I don't want to say hip hop drums, but they're a little bit more kind of like.
1: Yeah, kind of more hip hop. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what. The outro, again, is a Travis drum outro where they have the yeah. music going, and then it's just like. The only thing that's left is, like, that keyboard part. Do, 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 and then the drums come in. <laughs> yeah. I, and I can't do the justice at all, but he comes in and he destroys it. It's great. I love this song. It is a great song, yeah. um, Super dope. Let's move on to the last song of the Deluxe Edition. It's also a bonus track. It's called Even If She Falls. Even If She Falls. If we end with a Mark and Tom... I'm sorry. If we end with a Mark and Travis song with Fighting the Gravity... The next one has to be a Tom song with Even If She Falls. Mm -hmm. Um, Another love song. It's hard to tell what particularly he's saying. I'm like, maybe it'll be bad even if she falls in love with you or even if she falls in love with somebody else. Maybe he's trying to... It's hard to to get Mm -hmm. exactly what Tom's saying here. Yeah. Um, I've tried to figure it out and I'm not really sure, but you can just ignore that and just enjoy the great poppy melodies. (laughs) No, your heart will be again no, then it won't end. Even if she falls in love, back you wanna turn back. Your heart will let that. Even, even if she falls in love, even if she, she falls, falls in love.
1: love. Um, yeah, it's a good song. I think yeah. it's a good song to end it on too. It kind of gets back to the first track where yeah. it's Tom's song and it's more dancey and.
0: It would be bad to end on fighting the gravity. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be very interesting if they yeah. did. But. I mean, I love that song, but not a good ender. Yeah. Um anyways all in all the album holds up what we're, we're 9 years afterwards almost 8 years almost almost yeah 8 years afterwards 8, years. eight.
1: Yeah. when did this album come out
0: uh fall of 2011
1: fall? almost 8
0: years yeah so it i think it holds up still while it sounds great yeah,
1: i mean i i hadn't listened whenever we were figuring out which episode to do or I mean which which uh, album to do i uh uh, Steve mentioned this to me and I was like, oh yeah, I do know that album. Mm-hmm. We listened to it a lot. And then I went back and listened to it and I was like, oh yeah, this is a great album. <laughs> oh yeah, this is great. It's so funny how you can like forget that an album is
0: really good. Yeah. It's, it's always fun to revisit something they haven't listened to in a while. But well, for me, I've listened to this all the time. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this album's great because it's a natural progression from the untitled record. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense in that context. It makes sense in the context of all three members of Blink-182 doing their own side projects and coming back together. Whereas California, their most recent release, is kind of like a nostalgic throw like throwback. Mm-hmm. It's not a natural progression, in my opinion. I love California, but it's not pushing anything.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see what their new album yeah, sounds I th-
0: like I think they they, they claimed it's gonna be more like the untitled where they're pushing things
1: so we'll see. Um I hope so because that'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be great. It'd be yeah. great to see what Matt has to bring to the table. Yeah. The some dark day. stuff. Yeah, probably like,
0: some dark stuff. I mean there's dark a lot of dark stuff on neighborhoods if you look for it you can yeah, find true. it. Um but it's a great record. I'm happy with it. Um looking forward to next week. We're back to our regular format episode. Mm-hmm. Um I think we've decided what we want to recommend, but we, I don't know if we've said it on the podcast yet or not. I have recommended for you Simple Plans album, No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a great title. And I have recommended
1: for you uh, Mac DeMarco's most recent album, Here Comes the Cowboy. Here
0: Comes the Cowboy. Here Comes the Cowboy interesting comes the cowboy so we'll (laughs) review those two albums um when we had picked those ones we didn't realize that both of them were canadian artists so yeah it's gonna be a canadian fest maybe we'll have a molson eh eh (laughs) or la bat's blue or la bat's blue eh or one of the other canadian (laughs) or a unibrow
1: (laughs) Uniborn, however you say that name la fin du monde eh la fin la fin du monde (laughs) (laughs) eh Let's have a moose head lager, eh? A moose head lager. A moose head lager. Yeah. Sure. But anyway, we also are going to be doing something very fun pretty soon.
0: Yeah, we we just uh, were at the Nashville Craft Beer Festival. We talked to a lot of breweries, um, hoping to get some more brewery interviews. Uh, One in particular that looks like it's going to happen is Black Abbey Brewing. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking to them right now. Um, so we'll get an interview and we'll post it up here soon. Yep, I'm not sure when, but it's looking like it's going to be sooner rather than later. So we'll we'll post it up here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, so that should be a very fun time. So be looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, comments concerns, concerns,
0: recommendations, recommendations, you can reach out to us on all the social medias: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you look up American Bruise and Tunes, you can go to our website, which is Bruise and Tunes Podcast. Dot com, dot com or you can send us a good old fashioned email at americanbruisesandtunes at gmail dot com. dot uh, com Any thoughts on this beer before we we uh, close it out? Um, I think the hops have come through a little bit more as it warmed up. Yeah, um, I think so. I agree. If you believe it or not, they've gotten more aggressive and more intense. Um, it yeah, happens. Definitely,
1: it happens. It's definitely gotten more aggress, 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 aggressive and intense. Yeah. Um. The pineiness has kind of overtaken that subtle sweet curve that it had before. Agreed, um, but, but I like there it. still is on the tail end of the mouthfeel. There still is that nice, slight kind of peachy sweetness. Yeah, that it has. It's, it's, all, great. it's ever so slight. I'm, I'm very happy with that. I'm so glad it's not overpowering because there are so many beers nowadays that are like tropical and whatnot, and the fruit flavor is
0: just way. Too intense. Well, sometimes those are nice on a really hot day, but well, yeah. if you want something that's not like that, it's nice to have this.
1: Yeah, if it was like ninety degrees in this house right now and we were having this, I would not be a happy camper. I'd be happy camper. I'd be like, <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying
0: this, but come on. Yeah, but that's an AC issue, not a beer issue. That's very true. Yeah. Let's uh, let's finish these brews and sign off, shall we? We shall. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes, it J- J- be b- b- Down the his edge. Ah, once again, my name is Steven Johnston, and my name is Jesse Titus. And we'll catch you guys next week on American Brews and Tunes! Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Bruise and Tunes. Shibbity-beam-a-day!